The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So before I offer a few final thoughts on this practice, and um, I just thought I'd see if there's any questions or comments or things that you noticed in your day of practice that you'd like to share, anything that's open at this point. I'd like to just hear from you if there's anything you have to offer. Uh, I noticed it when we were talking about the well-being of other beings. Is that one? Okay, hold it, yeah, hold it like okay. that. There you go. <laughs> Um, when we were talking about the well-being of other beings, <laughs> um, uh, I realized that I wasn't even sure what that really was. <laughs> mm. Like during the walking meditation, I was like, you know, I wish, you know, may all beings be okay. <laughs> uh-huh. And stuff. uh-huh. But um, but I, I still wasn't really sure what that looked like. But yet, there was moments, I guess, like little glimpses where it's like. Uh, I didn't necessarily saw what it was, but I kind of just felt it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So it, was, I don't know. it was just interesting to see that, I guess. Yeah, and I think the more that... Did everyone hear the... Hear, was everybody able to hear that? Just no? Okay, so I'll repeat some of what he said. Um, that um, he wasn't sure in the, in, when I talked about the wish for happiness is the wish for well-being, a kind of a wholesome kind of happiness, not... Um, whatever happiness that they might think, you know, if their version of happiness is a little bit skewed. Um, And he said he wasn't sure what that well-being was, but that every now and then he kind of just got a little glimpse or a little flavor, a little taste of what it might be, um, even though he couldn't really define it. Or um, And I think that's what happens with the practice. We begin to get these little glimpses of that well-being ourself, and then we, and when we get a sense of that for ourselves, then we begin to get a sense of, oh, this isn't, this isn't dependent on my having anything. This isn't dependent on people viewing me in any particular way. This is just coming because um, my mind is at ease and balanced with what's happening in this moment. So it's a, it's a, it's a deeper kind of well-being. A, a ton Jeff actually... Tanisaro Bhikkhu, who often comes here, um, I think he's coming here at the end of April. Yeah, um, he uses the phrase "true happiness" in the metta phrases that he uses. May you find true happiness, and that that kind of gives a different quality to that wish. Um, maybe a little bit of a taste of that well-being. So, yeah, just keep exploring it yourself. I mean, it's not something that anyone can tell you this is what it is. It's much more of an experience. And when we taste that, it becomes more... uh, It becomes very natural to wish that for others. Thank you for that. So is it okay to start with wishing for happiness for all beings if that's the easiest? If that seems the easiest, yes, you start there. But but again, noticing whether there's any um, 
you know, if it's if it's easier for you to do that, but you can't do some specific individuals, then okay. there's some, you know, um, holes in your all beings. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but if you can kind of get the in- engine going with all beings, start there, and then perhaps to yourself, to your benefactor. It's like, like I said, you know, we start where it's easy, and it allows that sense of that feeling of well-wishing to accumulate, and then it becomes more natural for us to be able to wish it to, to other places. So if, if that is the easiest, you can start there. But do know there, there's some holes in it. <laughs> yeah, Marcia. So a, cu- a couple of comments. Um, Hold it this way. A couple there of comments. Um, <laughs> firstly, I feel well-being now. It's even hard to talk. It's a mm. very settling kind of a day. <clears throat> so uh, I think it comes from Pema Chodron. She, she has that concept when she does, they call it Maitri, which is the same thing as Metta, mm-hmm. uh, may you be happy and the roots of happiness. Mm-hmm. And the same thing may you be free of suffering and the roots of suffering. And it's taken me a long time <laughs> to figure that one out, what, what me- was meant by the roots of happiness and the roots of suffering. So I found in the practice today that I was leaning more toward that way of saying it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's beautiful. Yeah, and, and it's it's a basically an expression of the four noble truths. I mean, may you find happiness, and the causes of happiness are the third and fourth noble truths. The third noble truth being the happiness of freedom, and the fourth noble truth being that the path, the causes for that is the path leading us to that. May you be free from. Suffering and the causes of suffering are expressions ar- around the first and second noble truths, the acknowledgement that there is suffering and a cause. So it's, it's connecting the metta practice with the wisdom practice, which I think is beautiful. It's a beautiful um, way to explore it. <laughs> and the other part was with the difficult person, which is a difficult person for me, um, I found... It's not useful. I found it better to go back to myself mm-hmm. because there was an awareness unless my heart melts. It doesn't matter what I wish for him because if I'm still restricted in the flow, it doesn't feel useful to wish him something. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. So... That's what I started to experience when I started to uh, do the meta for him. It was kind of like... It was too tight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I went back and and figured if and when ever um, my heart opens, then it'll be open to him and all beings and Mm -hmm. any, you know... Everybody, because it really starts, I assume, with oneself. Well, I found that to be true very much, and and in, in fact, some some teachers uh, come at the metta from the direction of wisdom entirely. Um, that 
you know, that as we free ourselves from suffering, as we free ourselves from the ways that we're constricted and tight and holding, it does open us. And, um, and, and that opening is related to that metta. And so that, that as we become freer and freer from the way we, we clutch on and hold to things, there's more and more capacity for metta. And I definitely found that with some of my more difficult people, it was incredibly difficult to actively wish them metta. But as I said, at some point they like started appearing. It's like, oh, right. you know, yeah. there they are. But that example you gave, it was like something changed within you That's that right. allowed that a person... Yeah, and it was it was the wisdom practice. I mean, it was the mindfulness practice of being willing to meet my anger, my resentment at that person, and the letting go of that anger and that resentment. It's like when that let go, it's like, oh, there's metta. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the metta is there. So we can come at this from different directions, and there's no need to say, oh, I need to do metta for that person. Or, but doesn't the doesn't the meta sort of like it, it? It's not like I can let go of the resentment because if I could, I would have. You know, that's right. <laughs> so I'm assuming, and and I have some, you know, it's not just an assumption that the meta practice over time um, melts those attachments we have to views and opinions and uh, that keeps one judging others. Uh-huh. Well, that's, that's definitely, I mean, again, there's different ways in to that space of letting go. And for some people, it's really helpful to bring in this quality of actively connecting with the metta practice. And it does help to um, have us let go and soften Sometimes. I mean, for me, it took a very long time before my mind was able to go there. It had to be this combination of a lot of m- mindfulness practice and every now and then checking in, well, how's the metta? <laughs> how's the metta doing now? Um, so it was, it was really um, you know, coming from both sides. That resentment can also melt by not saying, I'm going to let go of that resentment, but by the willingness to meet it with mindfulness without being resistant to resentment, meeting that with a kind of a kind attention. So it's bringing that quality of metta into the awareness. So a kind attention to resentment allows it to... It's kind of like what happens is that when, um, when we're stuck with things, when we're stuck with resentment or anger or all kinds of challenging situations, it's like there's this whole mix of things that are just kind of glued in there. And the patterns and habits and views and beliefs and everything kind of lock it into place. But when we can actually meet that whole pattern with some degree of acceptance, which is the quality of metta, then it starts to allow those patterns to um, kind of unwind in their own time. And for some people, the, the, the mindfulness practice, bringing that kind, non-judgmental, allowing attention is that doorway into allowing those resentments to untangle. For other people, it's helpful to, to actively do the metta, that they actually find that's where the softening can happen. So I think we each need to use our own uh, judgment about what works for us. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the mindfulness just to remind me that that is a way also in 
Yes. Yeah, thank you. I was dreading my difficult person all day long. And uh, when it came up, I actually found it very easy. Maybe it was um, your expression that the happiness was not at my expense. It was just wishing them well-being. And uh, as a result of it, when I walked afterwards, I really had a personal sense of well-being mm. from the fact that mm. even though I didn't think it was going to be possible, I was able to do that. And as I shared with you earlier, still the one that has me stuck is the neutral person uh-huh. because it's not clear to me. I have no relationship with that person, and it's not clear to me how, those, how the meta would be received. Uh-huh. Well, so, th- so that's a question to look at, um, you know, that um, um, wh- wh- what is it that makes you, I mean, so where is the stickiness around that? You know, why does it feel awkward to have to, to to think about having it received, and as I told you, I actually felt embarrassed yes. that I was sending those feelings to someone that I did not have a strong relationship with. Uh-huh. My difficult person, I have a very strong relationship with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So again, it's just a, a matter of exploring those stickinesses where where there are those issues, and you can use mindfulness with that. You can just continue to, to work with the meta with that. But, you know, just, just acknowledging it. It's not, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. So the hardest part of the day for me had, was definitely myself. Uh-huh. Okay, it is, for me, that is just so difficult because we have all these problems. We have these uh, attachments and we have these judgments about ourselves and about how we interact with others that are just completely you can't let yourself feel meta for yourself and one of the things that I keep every time I've been successful along this line is to think about detachment detachment detachment, Mm -hmm. and not to be focused on fixing this or fixing that or fixing this other thing Uh uh Okay, but to say life is right and if you just let it flow, things will turn out okay and quit trying to fix things. Quit trying to manipulate your life or somebody else's life around you. Uh-huh, yes. That works. It's very hard to live, though, because you have to have a very strong faith that, 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 that in fact, that's true, that things will turn out okay. If yeah, you and, and, and the other piece of it is that things will turn out okay means not necessarily okay in terms of what my idea of okay is right now. <laughs> so, you know, that takes a real leap of faith. It's, it's the real piece of, piece of faith here. It is. Believe that. And once you believe that, then all these other things, the attachment to this or the belief that you have to win this argument or win that little battle, go away. Well, another, another approach, too, is to kind of see, can you have a sense of, I mean, if, if you had a friend who was beating themselves up, wouldn't you have a sense of saying, it's okay, it's okay? You would. And but it's harder to it's, apply to it yourself. It is. It is harder to apply to yourself at times. I mean, for, for, for many of us, it's harder to apply to ourselves. But can, you know, can you, you know, a possible, one possible way is, is to wish yourself Ease with that struggle. So may I have ease around this struggle of all of this fixing and controlling and um, 
so to, to, to acknowledge that that struggle as as being basically what is asking for acceptance, and you're coming into it through um, it, um, it basically saying it's okay, it's okay to let go, it's okay to let go, and that's that's supportive. We can we can use that kind of reflection to help us. So keep 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 going. I mean, for me, as I said. You know, trying to do metta for myself was so painful that I basically let it go for quite a while and uh, just did the mindfulness practice because that, that's looking at that detachment side. You know, that's exploring. How can I be with this that's happening right now? How can I, can I meet it right now? And, um, you know, after several years of that, I had one Burmese teacher say, oh, you need to do some metta practice and... You know, it's like, okay, <laughs> you, you, you go to Burma and you do what the teachers tell you to do. So, um, you know, if, if some, uh, one of my Western teachers had said, you should do some metta practice, I would have said, you know, metta doesn't work very well for me. And they probably would have said, okay, well, then we'll think of something else. And, but my Burmese teacher said, do this. And, and I did. And actually, I, I, w- I was thinking, you know, I'll do it and then I'll report to him what happens to me. But I was surprised to find out, this was like, you know, Three years into my practice, I was surprised to find out at that point I was able to do the metta. So, you know, I, I kind of took a break from it early on. And then at some point, some teacher kind of pointed me back to it. And it's like, oh, wow, I can actually connect with this feeling now. So respect your own trajectory and path through this whole terrain. And it's not necessary to force it. Yeah, and one last one or, or two. We'll do two last ones in the well, this, this is just a short comment about about the meta towards oneself because I find that really difficult too. Is that on? Is, that is on? it on? Oh. Yeah, you kind like of this. There you go. I guess I'm just not very skilled with the microphone. <laughs> um, yeah. So one of the things that um, I think has helped me sometimes with that is you know you were saying that that the may all beings thing includes yourself. I think sometimes somehow. Doing it that way, it's easier for me to have this sense of metta toward myself. When you because, do it for all beings, yeah. Because then I then I then I kind of feel like, oh well, I guess it's only fair that I should include myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I can't I can't get around it. I can't sort of rationalize that I'm being selfish or something. It's like, well, if I do it for the other person, I better do it for myself. Yeah, me. yeah. Well, another way that I've explored it too, um, and this one was was offered by somebody is like somebody said, imagine yourself surrounded by all of your friends, your families, and then envision them wishing you well. You know, so that, that kind of what I said, I said some this morning, you know, envision your benefactor wishing you well. You know, sometimes it's easier to receive it from somebody else, envision receiving it from somebody else than it is giving it to yourself. Actually, yeah, that's what, that's what helped me today because, you know, I, I was having trouble with myself, but I thought about my grandmother and it's just really, you know, she kind of like exuded love toward me very easily and, and so it was sort of easier for me to see how to do it. So how yeah, it. yeah, great, thank you. And then did you have, did you have? Okay. The, um, is this right? Yes. Okay. When you spoke about the neutral person, I was having a little bit of the, a problem too, like who, can I, who, do I, who am I going to pick? 
Then when we did the walking, a woman and her baby walked by and said, hello, isn't it a beautiful day? And I went, yeah. So I could wish her well-being and happiness. And she didn't know I did it. But <laughs> so it doesn't, the person doesn't necessarily know you're doing it to them. So you don't have to have a relationship with them to do that. Yes. And then just a reminder, maybe everybody knows this, but on the podcast for IMC, there's a couple of really wonderful uh, loving-kindness meditations you can do at home. Uh, one is by the one of the nuns that comes on the third Friday. Is it the third Friday? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you listen to her voice, and if you don't feel melted and you're finished, <laughs> <laughs> you're not alive. <laughs> That's all I can say. Thank you. So uh, I'd like to finish, to close with a, um, a metaphor for all beings. Um, and I'll do this in a guided way, um, kind of to take us kind of out through various stages. So we'll begin with um, settling into your body, relaxing, allowing yourself to be comfortable. And right now we'll begin with self. And we'll just use one phrase here. May I be happy. And then allow your benefactor to join you. Envisioning yourself and your benefactor standing together. May we be happy. And allowing your friend, your neutral person, and your difficult person to join this circle. So envisioning the five of you standing together. May we be happy. May we be happy. And from there, allowing other beings you're close to to join you in this circle, family and friends. You can envision all of you together offering this wish, both sending it to others and receiving it from others. May we all be happy. Allowing yourself to include everybody in this room. May we all be happy. And then as if this room were somehow 
an engine or a center of kindness. Envisioning allowing it to kind of spill out of this room into the neighborhood, out across the town, allowing this wave of kindness to touch all beings in the vicinity. May we all be happy. allowing it to radiate out further spreading out across the ocean northwards into California eastwards into Nevada southwards radiating field of kindness touching all it meets beings, human beings, insects, birds, mammals, deer, squirrels, snakes, rabbits, mountain lions, foxes, all beings. May we all be happy. And allowing this field of metta to encompass the planet and join up with anyone else on the planet who's also at this moment sending metta to all beings. Somewhere on the planet, others are doing the same thing. May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be safe. May all beings live with ease. all beings, above, below, around, everywhere. May all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short, or small, the seen, and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. And may the beneficial results of our practice together today be offered to support the welfare and happiness of all beings everywhere.
May all beings be free from suffering. Thank you for your metta practice today. It's a rare thing. I appreciate that you have come to spend your day in this way. If there's a few of you who'd be willing to help out to clean the kitchen and bathrooms, is anybody willing to stay for just a few minutes to, to help out with that? One, two, three, four, five. Great, thank you. Um, and if you'd check in with Maureen to just see what needs to be done. So thank you all for your practice today.